Welcome to Film Grain, the official podcast of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania and the Greater Erie Film Office. My name is Stuart Nash. I'm a local filmmaker, educator, and the director of the Greater Erie Film Office. My name is John Lyons. I'm a filmmaker and the executive director of the Film Society of Northwestern Pennsylvania. My name is Megan Shoffrey. I'm also a local filmmaker and a film student at Edinburgh University. This week, we will be discussing The Favorite, which screens at the Bourbon Barrel March 20th as part of our Downtown Dinner in a Movie series, sponsored this week by the Whole Foods Cooperative. Woo! <laughs> and we'll also be speaking with guest Brittany Hills, filmmaker at Bicoastal Chills Production. We'll be talking about her upcoming projects and casting calls. And we'll be discussing challenges, educating a post-industrial region, its leadership and funders to the inclusive benefits of a healthy entertainment industry. Filmmaking is manufacturing, technology, and the arts all combined. So this week at Film Grain Dinner and a Movie, we have The Favorite, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. A fantastic film from 2018, a nice dark comedy um, based on Queen Anne and has amazing cast of Olivia Coleman, who won uh, Best Actress at the Academy Awards for her role here playing Queen Anne, Emma Stone, Rachel Weisz, Nicholas Holt. Um, I really, really love this movie. Um, no one else at the table has seen it yet. They're all uh, waiting, waiting to see it. It's going to be great to see the favorite on the big screen again at the Bourbon Barrel. Definitely has a lot of characteristic widescreen and fisheye lens, which really takes in the large environments that these films were shot in, these giant mansions and castles and environments where these these three women are, are ruling and uh, a lot of twists and turns in the stories. I highly recommend that you check out Yorgos, the director's previous work, Dogtooth, The Lobster, Killing of a Sacred Deer. You can find many of these on Netflix and Amazon Prime. Highly recommend it, especially if you have a dark sense of humor. So you can go to our website, filmsocietynwpa.org, to purchase tickets for any of our upcoming films. When you purchase online ahead of time, you can reserve your seating. We have nice, comfortable leather couches available in the front and the back of the house for $15, which includes our buffet dinner, which is amazing, every week. Um, We also have table seating for $12, which is all in the middle section and on the sides. And it's always a great time. So you have dinner and a movie. It's at the Bourbon Barrel, which is located at 1213 State Street in downtown Erie, Pennsylvania. So dinner, a movie, good company, great picture and sound. Hope to see you there. All right, so today we have Brittany Hills here with us. Um, She's a local filmmaker, and her production company is called Chills Production. Could you tell us more about Chills Production and your background with filmmaking, kind of where you got started and who else is involved? Yeah, absolutely. So Chills Productions is now a production company owned by myself and my brother, Cole Daniel Hills. So I, I moved to Los Angeles after high school, but I had always wanted to be involved in film from like 16 or younger. I I can't even really remember not wanting to be involved in film, but I started pursuing acting uh, after high school, so 18. Like I said, I I was in the rat race of it. I um, really, my destiny or, or my career was in someone else's hands, and that's kind of what got 
discouraging and tiring was like, okay, like here I am sitting around waiting for someone to call me and get into an audition or, uh, you know, waiting for a call back. And, and that just is like so discouraging to sit around and wait and, and you have all of this creativity bubbling up inside of you and you're like, okay, now what? Um, so I actually got involved in a film competition here for Age of Chaos. It was the Greater Erie Film Office film competition. Um, and my brother and I did that and we ended up winning the film competition. And it was our first experience of like, wait a second, like we can take a script. We can make all of the artistic decisions and really see this come to life. Um, and it was the experience of like, you know, even the catering side and and everything that went into filmmaking was suddenly completely different from just someone who wanted to be an actor. And so that really launched our desire to start making our own films. And so from there, um, shortly after Chills Productions kind of became an actual business. And since then, we've done web series, um, short films, and you know, both in California, because my brother Cole Daniel Hills is still located um, in California, and I kind of have a home base here in Erie. So it definitely is operated by Coastally. Um, and that's kind of our vision is to kind of bring both worlds together. It's something that like, I believe to be um, efficient in filmmaking, you kind of do have to have a one foot in LA and then one foot somewhere else is, is kind of my train of thought with that because a lot of it does still operate from out there as far as distribution or, or another major city. For me, it's L.A. Um, it, it could be somewhere else as well, New York, Chicago, Atlanta. I, there are tons of them now. But that said, we found that it's ridiculously expensive to film in L.A. or a lot of those other cities, and there are so many more hoops you have to jump through. And so that really brought us to Erie, which I think that's where we are finding luck is like, really explaining our heart and things. And The Diner, which was our first short film that we shot in Erie, that really had a pre-production side of it. We, we shot other things. We have a tendency to just say, hey, let's film this this weekend and do it. But it doesn't come out to the same degree. It doesn't come out quite as well as something that you, you know, prepare for six months for. Um, but that was something that we realized that, okay, people would let us use locations for free. We do have local actors who are interested in doing this. It, it kind of opened our eyes to a whole different world. So now our goal is sometimes we operate pre-production from L.A. Um, and Erie as well, but we plan to shoot most of our projects in Erie. So it's bi-coastally in that manner, but we uh, really want to shoot most of our stuff here. Where can people see The Diner if they missed one of the local screenings? Yes, so The Diner is actually on Amazon Prime right now. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. Go check it out. It is a short film. It's about 27 minutes long about a man who has recently lost his wife. And it's his kind of hopeful journey into learning how to live again. Um, it's definitely got a little bit of sci-fi. It's got a little romance. Uh, it's got a little bit of everything. So, yes, Amazon Prime. Go check it out. Um, so tell us about where you filmed The Diner and why you kind of prefer to film in Erie over L.A. So we filmed The Diner at Sally's Diner, which is a part of Sarah's restaurant on Presque Isle. And they were so helpful. They We changed the shoot date like three times it, at minimum. We changed it several times just because we didn't really realize the pre-production aspect and how important that was. So they were very flexible and very helpful. They let us shoot there for free, which was awesome. 
which is like almost unheard of a lot of times, (laughs) especially for something. It it felt like a set. Like when we were in there, it's a real diner. It's a real 1950s diner. So it was completely unheard of that we had this like perfect setting for this film um, for free, which is amazing. So for Erie, we really, there are definitely different layers of it, but the first layer is that it has so much to offer, and that's why we want to shoot here is because basically we could shoot in Erie everything we could shoot in L.A. I mean, we have Presque Isle, so if we wanted to make that be more of an ocean-type feel, we totally could do that. It's kind of a a city that could be anywhere in the United States, um, or anywhere in general probably, but that is part of it just like you know Presque Isle uh, even downtown like there are so many unique things about Erie that it's just it's sort of you drive around and you're like oh man like I can see the stories coming together as you you look at the area so that's a big thing um, as well as you know Pennsylvania tax credits things like that as we get bigger are going to be more important to us but even now are important Um, that's another aspect of it and this is my hometown so the idea of being able to pursue my dream career in my hometown is, first of all, a huge weight off my chest of feeling like I have to pay whatever it is, like $2,500 rent in New York, L.A. Like, that's that's nice. And I'm, I'm sure my husband will appreciate me also not having to live in a different state. Can you talk a little bit about uh, your upcoming projects and, you know, what kind of locations you're looking for there or if you've started looking for locations yet? Yes, we have started looking for locations. Something with this film, Root of Perfection, um, we really wanted to highlight the areas of Erie that we think would be great filmmaking locations. So that actually is something that my brother, Cole Daniel Hills, he wrote the script for Root of Perfection. He actually like took that into account when he was revising the script. So we are hoping to shoot um, along the water, uh, kind of like right there on Perry's Landing, uh, different locations in Erie, like I was talking about, like the beach, everything that everything that should be highlighted and should draw filmmakers here, we want to shoot there for Rita Perfection. We are still in the process of securing a lot of those locations, but we're looking for everything from homes to restaurants to, uh, you know, public locations like, like Presque Isle and things like that. Um, I do have an upcoming casting call. It is on March 24th, and I um, am casting for several of our projects for the year. So we have three projects um, that we kind of, in January, said, okay, this is what we want to get done this year. So there are priorities. So it's a little bit of a stretch, I think, for us to accomplish all of these projects this year, but that was something that we wanted to push ourselves a little bit more than we have in the past. Um, But the first project would be The Root of Perfection, which is a feature film. It's Chills Productions' first feature film. It was technically supposed to shoot last year, but it kind of fell apart. We uh, lost several of our lead cast members. Ironically, it's kind of fallen back together because the lead and root of perfection, her name is Jackie Sislowski. She was actually cast as a Power Ranger. That was last June, right before we were supposed to start shooting. So needless to say, she kind of had to back out because it was a great opportunity for her. Um, She actually has contacted us recently and wanted to be back involved. So she is going to be a part of that project, which we are very excited about. But The Root of Perfection is about a kind of alternate universe where people are grown from seeds to meet your needs, which is very interesting. So... You can kind of go to the store and you can purchase a plant of people 
And in some cases, it's a maid. In some cases, it's a wife. Um, in some cases, it's a pool boy. It's, it's a very, like, kind of dark comedy sci-fi film. So that we're really excited about. And we are casting first because we're hoping to shoot soon, um, hopefully May and July. But we're casting 20 people from the area. So a range of roles from supporting to extras to, um, you know, under five lines. So definitely a huge opportunity for actors in the area to kind of come out and uh, just really experience what it is to make a film. Um, we also really like people who are green or, or unexperienced because I think that sometimes makes the best actor where it's like you don't have a bunch of training or you don't have all of the uh, different techniques in your head because you're just kind of present. And I, I think that's what comes across in film. Um, so we're really excited to bring that to the area. And aside from that, we are also casting for the record store which is in the Diner universe, which is a film that I shot about a year and a half ago in the area as well. Um, and the Diner universe is kind of like a sci-fi, almost like limbo type experience. Um, so in this case, it's a near-death experience a girl goes through. And for that one, we don't have quite as many roles. It is a short film, but there are four. Um, and then lastly, which is a, another project that I'm really passionate about, is a television series. So I hope to um, continuously cast this in the area, but the major roles are going to be cast in the upcoming open call. Um, there are like over 15 listed. So all around, there are so many opportunities for actors in the area to come out and even have their first experience acting. Yeah, definitely. Um, and where can people find, like, where to go for that casting call and, you know? It's on Facebook and on our website, chillsproductions.com. Uh, it's under open call, so it's right on the top, and you can click it, and there are sides available and uh, a breakdown of the projects as well. So it's really easy, simple to navigate. Okay, great, yeah. And so people go out and do that. Because, yeah. you know, so you're looking for people that are even unexperienced and, like, just everybody. So yes. that's a great opportunity yeah. for anyone who's looking into getting into acting or doing something fun. And what about crew? Are what, you know, where are you looking cuz I know you mentioned to me beforehand before this looking at like students for crew and like is there a place that people can go if they want to apply? Yes, um we actually plan on doing a similar type open call for crew, uh, not the same as, you know, an audition, but more so of like just kind of touching base and meeting each other and and kind of having like a meet and greet where we talk about what people would be interested in. Because um, we are really open to people having their first experiences on our set, especially because this is in the area. This is definitely something that we're trying to promote because not everybody supports the film community like we're talking about. So if someone has a dream or has a desire to pursue a career in any aspect of filmmaking, whether it be sound or lighting or cinematography, anything like that, we, we really want to help them grow because that's something that you know we had from our parents and we had from a few mentors in our life, but we want the next generation of filmmakers to have more of a community support. So no experience necessary. Um, we want everyone to come out and be involved. We will be posting something about crew, though, so a, a crew open call. Okay, great. And that'll be, like, kind of on your Facebook or website yes. as well? Okay. Yeah, Facebook and website. Yeah, and that's I feel like that's so important. Like, as a film student, um, it's so important to get on projects that aren't just at your school because you meet so many more people in the community. 
and like you know just from working with John and Stu like I've met so many more people that I never knew like when I first came to Edinburgh I never knew there was such a big like film community in Erie so getting into productions that aren't just at Edinburgh and get it going to Erie meeting people from the community is really important in like building that community as well. Can I jump in and ask, uh, are you guys doing any crowdfunding for any of these projects? We did crowdfund for Root of Perfection. It ended up being right around $4,000. We are also seeking uh, individual investors to kind of make up the difference there. We're hoping to shoot for right around $10,000, which is a ridiculously low budget, but I think we can do it. And are you looking for sponsors from like the local community, like with catering or anything like that as well? Yes, absolutely. With the diner, we um, had several sponsors from the community, including Valerio's, um, Arts Bakery, uh, people who completely donated meals. And we also had individuals who provided meals for um, our casting crew as well. So they would kind of sign up and they'd say, hey, I'll, I'll bring this meal for you. And most of the time they actually got them from other restaurants. They didn't make them themselves. So they ended up just purchasing them, which was cool because they also supported the local restaurants too. Uh, Thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us. It was great to talk to you about your projects and Chills Productions. And everyone, don't forget, if you're interested in being a part of their upcoming projects, check out their website and their Facebook page, Um, just chillsproduction.com and Chills Production on Facebook. Yes, Chills Productions on Facebook. (laughs) Okay, great. So we're going to jump into a roundtable discussion now um, on some challenges facing filmmakers and the industry in northwestern Pennsylvania in a post-industrial region like Erie, Pennsylvania. So maybe some of our listeners out there may be facing some of the same struggles as we are here. Um, The Film Society is an all-volunteer nonprofit organization, and we have been so for seven years Um, And we all work our asses off uh, like crazy to uh, get an industry going here. And we have a lot of talented people. Some of them are sitting around this very table right now. So, uh, guys, let's get into a little bit of the filmmaking challenges in our region. Um, One of the things I I think that we find is, you know, Erie being a post-industrial region, uh, a lot of our citizens speak the language of manufacturing and technology, um, and that is filmmaking. And that's one of the the challenges um, that we face is educating our region to what filmmaking is. Erie needs a new industry. The old tool and die in manufacturing of GE is a beast of the past, basically. Um, you know, with the, not to get into it, but with all the uh, activity going on with the Westinghouse, um, uh, things aren't looking up and, you know, prices are going down for uh, salaries and jobs. And so we're trying to build a new industry here. And we believe the film industry can help Erie uh, build a better economy 
and uh, develop an infrastructure for the film industry. Um, I've been saying this forever, but just like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia have their film offices, which are based as nonprofits, uh, we developed our nonprofit about five, six years ago now, and we've been building ever since. You know, we seek out for grants and funding, um, but our core function at the film office is to help outside productions coming into the area who are filming, uh, help liaison them with services, vendors, uh, crew. And then getting back into the whole technology talk is that filmmaking is a business that, I mean, I almost liken it to like a Navy warship or a small town. Um, they are completely self-contained for the most part. They draw from the resources of the area, but we in, we employ lawyers, accountants, uh, hairdressers, costumers, carpenters, electricians, all sorts. Anything it would take to operate a small village or a small town is exactly what it takes to build a film. And then if you want to start talking about the gaming industry, uh, let's tack on another 500 jobs for animators, you know, because it's just, it takes it to the next level. And... I don't know if anyone else wants to jump in here, but, you know, if we talk about the history of uh, film and technology, um, I'm sure uh, maybe the new people don't know that. When I say new, you younger ones. But um, <laughs> filming used to occur on these enormous cameras with celluloid, and celluloid is this carbon-based material that deteriorates over time. And you have to have, in the past, an individual who would load these uh, camera mags with film, and only one person could look through the film lens at a time. Uh, nobody knew what the project looked like until the end of the day when the dailies, quote-unquote, a term we never hear anymore, uh, were processed by the uh, you know developing department, and then they're allowed to look at the dailies, which is strictly only a rough cut, not even a true version of what they were filming. And, uh, and you know, it takes all day just to see one scene. Now with today's technologies, one person can hold a 4K camera in their hands. They can look instantly at uh, cuts and takes that they've done. Actors can, you know instantly see their performance and alter whatever they need to do. Uh, people can huddle around Video Village and tons of people can see uh, what's going on and not just one person. And then even if we're talking about things like props and sets, in the past studios would create you know these huge enormous backdrops that to one degree were very one-dimensional, uh, two-dimensional, but they didn't have that 3D effect. And now we've got 3D printing, which can basically pop out a prop in almost, I don't know, whatever it takes. Not even to mention, too, if you wanted to get an aerial shot in the past, you would have to take these huge cameras and strap them on uh, a plane or a helicopter. And sometimes the uh, camera itself weighed more than the helicopter. What do we have now? Anyone? Drones. Drones, <laughs> exactly. And who can have a drone now? Anyone, you know? So, I mean, if you tell me technology is not about film, I just want to kind of say you got to be joking. Um, and I can go on here because it's film cameras we're talking about. Um, we're talking about how the things are processed. Editing is used to be a physical edit. Now it's all uh, technology based through a computer and nonlinear editors. Um, animation, sell, say no more. I mean, it used to be hand-painted cells. Now it's all computer-based. Um, and not even to mention the promotion and distribution of films. Let's say June 1993, Jurassic Park comes out. When did you find out about that? Well, you found out about it because you went to a movie and saw a trailer. The invention of the internet, distribution and promotion has just become second nature because it is just bombarded on a daily basis of media. Um, and for somebody to say, I mean, you know, I grew up in a family that had one television and everybody watched the same thing. I look around my house now, nobody is watching the same thing. Everyone's got their own device, and that's technology. No, I'm that's fired that's up, great. man. Get me going. It's fired up. Well, maybe because, you know, we have uh, a couple other filmmakers here that are um, joining us today. Maybe you guys, um, you know, you've been out in the 
in the area, making, uh, bringing your art to life. What are um, maybe some aspects of filmmaking that our listeners wouldn't even consider is part of the part of the process of of filmmaking besides actors and directors and a camera? Yeah, I mean, I think the main problem with this is like people see like the final product, they see just like a film or movie, and they think like oh, cool, that's cute, like, <laughs> look at that, that's amazing, like, you you made that, but they don't realize, like, how much goes into it that's not on the screen, like, um, how you can get so many people involved, like, local businesses can be involved, uh, you need, like, catering, you need to feed your crew, um, I mean, pe- I don't think people recognize, like, how many people are actually on a crew, because they just see, like, the actors, and then they think, like, the director pulls everything together, <laughs> which is not at all the case. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, the director is a huge part in a film, but, like, people don't recognize there's so many different roles to fill. Um, yeah. The director just gets all the glory, yes. <laughs> which is annoying to all the other people on the <laughs> cast and crew, but, you know, that's what happens. But walk us through maybe just generally, uh, guys, like, uh, you know, what what does a film crew look like and what is the process? You know, so somebody writes a script, right? So you have a writer at that point. But then what happens then kind of give us an overview of, you know, who's all involved and when you need to bring in the community and, um, you know, who you interact with in the community that's not a quote-unquote filmmaker. Yeah, I think you kind of have to bring in the community right away. After you've, whether a writer writes it or you've written something yourself, you kind of have to pull in the community right away, um, especially as a independent filmmaker, because really an independent filmmaker thrives off of a supportive community because most of the time working on a next-to-nothing budget (laughs) and um, with support of the community, I mean, you can crowdfund. But I think in my process, it's kind of been like, okay, this is the project we're working on. How can we kind of capture an audience of a local community and pull people in? Um, I did the diner a couple of years ago, and I had a location in mind right away. And it kind of fell through because the person, you know, wasn't super supportive um, or didn't really understand. Mm. That's the biggest hurdle. Yeah, they just don't understand. They just don't get it. Yeah. And I think that is the hardest part for a new filmmaker is, you know, it's like, oh, that's nice, honey. I'm, I'm glad you're working on that project. I like that you said cute <laughs> because that's all the time. It's like, oh, that's cute. Like they look at the final product and they think, oh, that must have taken them a weekend, or, like, Mm. I could do that, or whatever. Right, right. Or it's just the complete opposite of, like, you're never going to be able to do that. Um, Or maybe we take it for granted a little bit because there's so much content out now, right? Yes. Like, Netflix has a new series or movie coming out. Like, I mean, there's probably a dozen each week. And so maybe people uh, need a little bit of reminding that all of these people made that series made that movie and this is happening all the time and thinking about that as being filmed in these communities at these locations because of technology because people are able to use uh more equipment that is easier to use it's less expensive to operate and that's all based on technology now of course i think everyone works off a basic model of three phases which is your pre-production production and post-production when you're making a film or a project And it takes time to develop a good script. And you just can't go out there and say, oh, I'm going to shoot this little cute thing this Mm -hmm. weekend, right? Because a good script would take, I'd say, at least a minimum, I don't know, six to 12 months to develop and make sure that it's solid. A lot of people have their ideas, which, you know, 
they don't usually fly because they don't have an arc and they end up with good intentions but they just fall flat or what have you but you know it takes a lot of work to do this and a good filmmaker won't just haphazardly get into production without making sure they've done their pre-production so you know those of us who have worked in the profession and have gone to school for these things we we know we get it we understand and so you know, we just have to convince this northwestern Pennsylvania region of, you know, how it gets done and uh, what it takes to accomplish that. What are some other areas? So you mentioned catering, uh, but people need to stay somewhere, right? We need lodging. Yeah, like your whole crew needs lodging. So, you know, you can reach out to like local hotels and, and places that will bring them business. And then hopefully, like, if you're bringing in people from out of town and they stay at this hotel or a local, you know, Airbnb or something. And then, you know, if they, if projects are growing in the area and they're bringing in crews or they're saying, hey, this town was great to work in, I want to make a film here as well, then, you know, they come in and they're bringing more and more people in and they think, well, I stayed in this hotel, so this is where I'm going to put my crew at because they took care of us and they, you know, we loved staying here. We had a great, uh, experience and same thing with the food like you know people will come in and be like oh yeah we had these amazing this amazing meal on set who was that catered by Mm -hmm. let's do that on our set as well and you know pay them good money for it um and there's a lot of downtime too right so not everyone i mean the crew is usually working around the clock but the cast they can have like a day or two off and they need something to do during that time right so that's also part of it is you know, showing these people around the region and they're also going to stop at restaurants or entertainment or something like that. And, um, you know, it's just another way to show the the best of our region in their downtime too. And this industry is based on relationships, individual personal relationships. You just can't like throw something out there. Hey, I need to get some vendors, you know. You need to go and meet those vendors individually on a one-on-one basis and take time developing these relationships because that's the other thing. People are like, oh, I want to shoot this. Well, you just can't decide to run down the street and shoot something sometimes. you got to check with your law enforcement or – yeah, exactly. I say shoot, you know, and we were like, oh, my gosh, were they shooting? We're talking about filming, okay? But, again, I have heard horror stories of individuals brandishing fake weapons while they're filming something, and then, of course, the police are alerted, and, you know, there's proper procedures to take place uh, when you're – making a film so uh you just have to respect the community yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. i mean that's kind of getting neighbor, into good a, exactly good neighbor policy yeah, yeah. Film which friendly. is which is why there's an entity that's a like the film office the greater erie film office to be the liaison between the filmmakers and the community and why it's important um to have an established uh film office here so that's what we're working towards in this region. Yeah, just uh, I guess my word of advice to all filmmakers, um, actors that are in this region, we need to we need to work together and do uh, good PR for our industry and help educate um, our politicians and financiers that are out there. Basically, the challenge that we are trying to overcome is that filmmaking isn't just a quote-unquote dream with just big-name stars and famous directors. It's an inclusive industry that touches all facets of the community, and it's not just the arts. I did a a little bit of research recently on Wilmington, North Carolina for a television series pitch that I did. And this is kind of reminding me of it because it's a small-town, beachside community, essentially, and they started productions like One Tree Hill. Basically, their big crews brought from cities like Los Angeles or, or 
or major cities, major productions. That's kind of a passion for me is um, to bring a series to Erie in this region because not only is that just like a film that brings like lodging and and um, touching all of those aspects, but in the long run, I mean, these are series that run like eight to ten years sometimes. So you're bringing in professionals, people from L.A. and actors from L.A. and people in the region as well that are not just staying in hotels, but they're buying homes. They're buying homes. They're just building their life here. In the long run, that's something that affects the community as far as uh, small businesses and, I mean, something as simple as a realtor, like someone's going to buy a house, um, all of that. And so I think that's something that if there were something permanent here, I think that would almost break the barrier of like this is a dream like oh that shoots here like that's a normal thing or that films here I should say Um, and then it it just becomes a part of the community and I think that would also pull in other projects whether films or whatever because then it's like we're on the map a little bit more. So what we're going to do on this podcast and through the Film Society and the Greater Erie Film Office is to share more of these stories um, because we all need to do a better job in this community of uh, marketing and promoting ourselves and the great that we're doing for our community so that these leaders in the region understand that uh, filmmaking is is not a Hollywood dream um, and it affects a community in a very positive way and is very inclusive for all these different industries. So good talk, all. Okay, I'd like to thank Brittany Hills for joining us today. Um, It's been a pleasure having you here. I hope you enjoyed your time. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. And that's been our episode. Remember, you can buy tickets for The Favorite at filmsocietynwpa.org or at the door. Doors open Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. at the Bourbon Barrel located on State Street. And make sure to follow us on your social media. You'll find all the tags and links in the show notes for this episode. Until next time, this was Film Grain. <laughs>